Chapter 8 of Consuelo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Consuelo by George Sand. Chapter 8. Why do you stare at me so? said Consuelo, seeing him enter her apartment and fix a steady gaze upon her without uttering a word. One would think you had never seen me before. It is true, Consuelo, he replied. I have never seen you. Are you crazy? continued she. I know not what you mean. Ah, heavens, I fear I am, exclaimed Anzalito. I have a dark, hideous spot in my brain which prevents me from seeing you. Holy Virgin, you are ill, my friend. No, dear girl, calm yourself, and let us endeavor to see clearly. Tell me, Consuelo, do you think me handsome? Surely I do, since I love you. But if you did not love me, what would you think of me then? How can I know? But when you look at other men, do you know whether they are handsome or ugly? Yes, but I find you handsomer than the handsomest. Is it because I am so, or because you love me? Both one and the other, I think. Everybody calls you handsome, and you know that you are so. But why do you ask? I wish to know if you would love me were I frightful. I should not be aware of it, perhaps. Do you believe, then, that it is possible to love one who is ugly? Why not, since you love me? Are you ugly, then, Consuelo? Tell me truly, are you indeed ugly? They have always told me so. Do you not see it? No, in truth, I see no such thing. In that case, I am handsome enough and am well satisfied. Hold there, Consuelo. When you look at me so sweetly, so lovingly, so naturally, I think you prettier far than Corilla. But I want to know if it be an illusion of my imagination or reality. I know the expression of your countenance. I know that it is good and that it pleases me. When I am angry, it calms me. When sorrowful, it cheers me. When I am cast down, it revives me. But your features, Consuelo, I cannot tell if they are ugly or not. But I ask you once more, what does it concern you? I must know. Tell me, therefore, if it be possible for a handsome man to love an ugly woman. You love my poor mother, who was no better than a specter, and I loved her so dearly. And did you think her ugly? No, did you? I thought nothing about it. But to love with passion, Consuelo, for in truth I love you passionately, do I not? I cannot live without you, cannot quit you. Is not that love, Consuelo? Could it be anything else? Could it be friendship? Yes, it might indeed be friendship. Here the much-surprised Consuelo paused and looked attentively at Anzalito, while he, falling into a melancholy reverie, asked himself for the first time whether it was love or friendship which he felt for Consuelo, or whether the moderation and propriety of his demeanor were the result of respect or indifference. For the first time he looked at the young girl with the eyes of a youth, analyzed, not without difficulty, her face, her form, her eyes, all the details in fine of which he had had hitherto but a confused ideal in his mind. For the first time, Consuelo was embarrassed by the demeanor of her friend. She blushed, her heart beat with violence, and she turned aside her head, unable to support Anselito's gaze. At last, as he preserved a silence which she did not care to break, a feeling of anguish took possession of her heart, tears rolled down her cheeks, 
and she hid her face in her hands. Oh, I see it plainly, said she. You have come to tell me that you will no longer have me for your friend. No, no, I did not say that. I did not say that, exclaimed Anzalito, terrified by the tears which he caused her to shed for the first time. And restored to all his brotherly feeling, he folded Consuelo in his arms. But as she turned her head aside, he kissed, in place of her calm, cool cheek, a glowing shoulder, ill-concealed by a handkerchief of black lace. "'I know not well what ails me,' exclaimed Consuelo, tearing herself from his arms. "'I think I am ill. I feel as if I were going to die.' "'You must not die,' said Anzalito, following and supporting her in his arms. "'You are fair, Consuelo. Yes, you are fair.' In truth, she was then very fair. Anzalito never inquired how, but he could not help repeating it, for his heart felt it warmly. But, said Consuelo, pale and agitated, why do you insist so on finding me pretty today? Would you not wish to be so, dear Consuelo? Yes, for you, and for others too? It concerns me not. But if it influenced our future prospects? Here Anzalito, seeing the uneasiness which he caused his betrothed, told her candidly all that had occurred between the Count and himself. And when he came to repeat the expressions, anything but flattering, which Justiniani had employed when speaking of her, the good Consuelo, now perfectly tranquil, could not restrain a violent burst of laughter, drying at the same time her tear-stained eyes. Well, said Anzalito, surprised at this total absence of vanity, do you take it so coolly? Ah, Consuelo, I can see you are a little coquette. You know very well that you are not ugly. Listen, said she, smiling. Since you are so serious about trifles, I find I must satisfy you a little. I never was a coquette, and not being handsome, do not wish to seem ridiculous. But as to being ugly, I am no longer so. Indeed, who has told you? First it was my mother, who was never uneasy about my ugliness, I heard her often say that she was far less passable than I in her infancy, and yet when she was twenty she was the handsomest girl in Burgos. You know that when the people looked at her in the cafes where she sang, they said, This woman must have been once beautiful. See, my good friend, beauty is fleeting. When its possessor is sunk in poverty, it lasts for a moment, and then is no more. I might become handsome, who knows? If I was not to be too much exhausted, if I got sound rest, and did not suffer too much from hunger. Consuelo, we will never part. I shall soon be rich, you will then want for nothing, and can be pretty at your ease. Heaven granted, but God's will be done. But all this is nothing to the purpose, we must see if the Count will find you handsome enough for the theater. That hard-hearted Count... Let us trust that he will not be too exacting. First and foremost, then, you are not ugly. No, I am not ugly. I heard the glass blower over the way say not long ago to his wife, Do you know that little Consuelo is not so much amiss? She has a fine figure, and when she laughs, she fills one's heart with joy. But when she sings, oh, how beautiful she is. And what did the glass blower's wife say? She said, What is it to you? Mind your business, what has a married man to do with young girls? Did she appear angry? Oh, very angry. It is a good sign. She knew that her husband was not far wrong. Well, what more? 
why the Countess Monsenigo, who gives out work and has always been kind to me, said last week to Dr. Ancillo, who was there when I called, Only look, doctor, how this Zitella has grown, how fair she is, and how well made. And what did the doctor say? Very true, madame, said he. Poor Bacol. I should not have known her. She is one of those constitutions that become handsome when they gain a little fat. She will be a fine girl, you will see that. And what more? Then the superior of Santa Kyra, for whom I work embroidery for the altars, said to one of the sisters, Does not Consuelo resemble Santa Cecilia? Every time that I pray before her image, I cannot help thinking of this little one, and then I pray for her that she may never fall into sin, and that she may never sing but for the church. And what said the sister? The sister replied, It is true, mother, it is quite true. As for myself, I hastened to the church and looked at their Cecilia, which is painted by a great master and is very, very beautiful. And like you, a little. And you never told me that? I never thought of it. Dear Consuelo, you are beautiful then. I do not think so, but I am not so ugly as they say. One thing is certain, they no longer call me ugly. Perhaps they think it would give me pain to hear it. Let me see, little Consuelo, look at me. First you have the most beautiful eyes in the world. But my mouth is large, said Consuelo, laughing and taking up a broken bit of looking glass which served her as a psyche. It is not very small indeed, but then what glorious teeth, said Anselito. They are as white as pearls, and when you smile you show them all. In that case, you must say something that will make me laugh when we are with the Count. You have magnificent hair, Consuelo. Oh, yes. Would you like to see it? And she loosed the pins which fastened it, and her dark shining locks fell in flowing masses to the floor. Your chest is broad, your waist small, your shoulders, ah, they are beautiful, Consuelo. My feet, said Consuelo, turning the conversation, are not so bad, and she held up a little Andalusian foot, a beauty almost unknown in Venice. Your hand is beautiful also, said Anselito, kissing for the first time that hand which he had hitherto clasped only in compassion. Let me see your arms. But you have seen them a hundred times, said she, removing her long gloves. No, I have never seen them, said Anselito, whose admiration every moment increased, and he again relapsed into silence, gazing with beaming eyes on the young girl, in whom each moment he discovered new beauties. All at once Consuelo, embarrassed by this display, endeavored to regain her former quiet enjoyment, and began to pace up and down the apartment, gesticulating and singing from time to time in a somewhat exaggerated fashion, several passages from the lyric drama, just as if she were a performer on the stage. Magnificent, exclaimed Anzalito, ravished with surprise at finding her capable of a display which she had not hitherto manifested. It is anything but magnificent, said Consuelo, receding herself, and I hope you only spoke in jest. It would be magnificent on the boards at any rate. I assure you there would not be a gesture too much. Carilla would burst with jealousy, for it is just the way she gets on when they applaud her to the skies. My dear Anzalito, I do not wish that Carilla should grow jealous about any such nonsense. If the public were to applaud me merely because I know how to ape her, 
I would never appear before them. You would do better then? I hope so, or I should never attempt it. Very well, how would you manage? I cannot say. Try. No, for all this is but a dream, and until they have decided whether I am ugly or not, we had better not plan any more fine projects. Perhaps we are a little mad just now, and after all, as the Count has said, Consuelo may be frightful. This last supposition caused Anselito to take his leave. End of chapter 8, read by Bryce Cries, Youngstown, USA, October 8, 2021.